0: Hey, Nick, do you think I could uh, try my hand at introducing the show this month? Sure. I don't see why not. Sweet. <clears throat> All right, here we
1: go. Hoy estamos jugando guacamele. And this is why I do the intros. <laughs> so good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time you're listening to this we want to welcome you to metroidvania mayhem episode two right is that is that official episode two sure sure i like it can be
0: whatever episode you want it to be
1: that's right i like having episode numbers kind of keeps my my brain organized i kind of i don't know if that was my influence you don't really do episode numbers on your podcast do you no
0: we don't and i'll tell you why and this may be too much of a tangent but i'll tell you anyways uh Right around the time that we started, two dudes, uh, there was all that fuss with Adam Carolla and these people talking about episodic, episodic content on the internet. So Justin and I said, you know what? We're not going to number ours. <laughs> that way, if anybody ever asks, they're like, no, they're not episodes. We're just, they're just random conversations. But, and then it just, it ended up being a stupid idea. But we don't have episode numbers,
1: so yeah, it works. You guys got plenty of listeners, and people enjoy that shit. So. To each their own, I guess. All right. Well, how have you been, Michael? Been good?
0: Pretty good. Just been playing a lot of uh, Guacamelee. Oh,
1: yeah. I was pretty pumped that we decided to play that game. It's one of those games I've heard a lot about and didn't have time to play, so I'm definitely excited to do that. Yeah, it's
0: one of those games that I sat down to play about 15 times and never actually played it.
1: Yeah. No kidding. That's what's nice about podcasts sometimes. It gives you a reason to uh, actually dig into a game. It makes you reliable. It's kind of like doing homework for a college class or something. You uh, usually don't want to read that text, but you're going to because you want to pass that test. So I definitely, right. def- definitely don't want to show up to a podcast and be embarrassed that I didn't play the game. So that's kind of that's kind of my motivation. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the only difference being that I actually did want to play Guacamelee. Mm-hmm. So <laughs>
1: yeah, a, I know I got a giant bucket list of games. Hopefully, uh, some of them are definitely a classified as metroidvania so I'm sure we can get to those here too as well so all right man well this episode we actually have some uh social media stuff to, to plug and uh actual ways to, to contact us because our first episode we didn't quite have all that set up uh we knew what they were going to be but we didn't want to throw it out there just just in case the names change so uh we'll just go down the list here shows show you guys where you can uh, check us out at uh we have a facebook group I think that's kind of the the hub of where you can interact with us and with the other Metroidvania mayhem guys. We, we got to come up with a name. I know you guys got like <laughs> D Patters for two dudes in an S. We call our right. uh, uh, listeners Sega Holics. Uh, we we'll have to come up with a name for that. Unless, unless you already did. You're pretty organized. I haven't, I
0: haven't come up with a name okay. for them. I, I, I think maybe. I don't know. Let's think
1: about it. Let's yeah. think about it. Okay. I don't know. So, uh, well, and what's the best way to find the group? I, I, is there a direct I, address you type in or.
0: I think you can type in, and I may be wrong, and I probably should have looked this up before the, <laughs> before the show, but I think if you type in face ba- face back, Facebook, <laughs> don't type in Facebook. There's no telling what you'll get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but type in facebook.com slash groups slash metroidvania mayhem. I think that will get you there.
1: Yeah, or maybe just type and, in metroidvania mayhem on the search. I'm sure something. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, if you type in metroidvania mayhem in the search and hit enter, and then I think you can sorted by groups and then we're probably the only one i'm i'm assuming but
1: yeah, seems like we are I've, i googled this name whenever we kind of talked about it i didn't see anything else so hoping that's the only one out there is us um the the facebook page uh, aside from the group is facebook.com slash metroidvania mayhem so that's uh we, we kind of duplicate our posts from uh, one to another but the the group you can actually go in and post questions actually show up on the main feed of the facebook group so yeah the
0: groups the groups are they're they're better to be on to be perfectly honest for for this type of forum for for uh, a podcast where we like to interact with you the listener the the facebook group is just way better than facebook page but but everybody's got to have a facebook page too right so
1: yeah that's right yeah the, the the groups i think i participate in the groups more than i actually Promote the ones that I've created for my podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know why that is. I, I I get I don't know if it's I get busy or I just forget. But uh,
0: I think it's just that you you like uh, you like Metroidvania and other groups better than your Genesis oh, Gems okay. groups. that's just what I'm thinking. That's, yeah, I don't
1: know. I, I I'm pretty active on the two dudes Facebook group. That's, that's true too. Had a lot, lot of uh, cool guys in there. It's been fun to hang <laughs> out. Okay. Well, you, we can also uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Metroidvania Pod. So that's, yeah, that's where we're at. There, uh, we have official email addresses. This is really cool. Michael helped me uh, get set up on this, but you can email us at Michael at Metroidvania com or Nick at Metroidvania Mayhem.com or I believe there's another one just a generic feedback at Metroidvania Mayhem.com. Yep. yep. Uh, Google Plus, you might have to explain that because I don't know how to do Google Plus.
0: We're on Google Plus. If, you, if you're on, Google, on Google
1: Plus, Google. you probably know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's another
0: one. It just gets the posts and stuff get duplicated. And if you hear a train in the background, I apologize. <laughs> it's being very noisy right now.
1: <laughs> I, had to, I had to look because I, I live next to a train track and an airport. And I thought, like, that's not, can't be a train outside my house. So, not my train. All right. So, our website is www.metroidvaniamayhem.com. That's uh, we have. It's like a kind of blog post, right? Where you, uh, it's a blog.
0: Yeah, it's a blog, basically. Yeah. But it will have our show notes and a download link for the episode. More than likely, a click play and listen to on from the webpage if you want to. I think I I did the first two on there. I just can't quite remember. I know there's a download link and show notes though. So
1: yeah, awesome, and uh the next thing we want to go over is how we're actually going to be choosing these games. Unless there's any other social media that we need to go over, Michael. Nope. I think that's okay, it. Sweet. So, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here. This is how I, I'm pretty sure we decided to the, the pick games. We were going to do um, a host pick kind of, you know, my pick, Michael's pick, and then we're going to have a, a voting system for the listeners pick. And we already have that voting system set up out on our Facebook group. Um, we, I think we're going to start a, yeah, kind of pushing it a little bit more, maybe pin it to the top of the page. But go out there and check that out. You can vote, probably vote as many times as you want, I think.
0: You can. And the, the system, I guess you can kind of cheat the system a little bit, but I, I feel like if you're, if you're going to spend the effort to vote 50 times for a game that you really like, then you really want us to talk about it. So we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Just uh, pick a good one. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, And we're also on Stitcher, which I am just getting introduced to. I've been putting my other shows on there. I didn't realize it was such a a big deal on Android devices. And people who use iOS actually use that as well. Because the podcast app on ios is not regarded as the best app in the world i have some issues with it myself but i'm just so used to it i use it all the time but we're on stitcher uh spreaker is that something i've never (laughs) that's
0: something yeah (laughs) well what spreaker is i've been meaning to mention what spreaker is because we mentioned it on two dudes also but spreaker is like a it's something i personally am on and so you find me on there and then it has my shows listed under me but you can listen to them on there so it's kind of like you find Michael Kelso and then he's got two dudes and he's got Metroidvania mayhem and you, I have like two shows on there that you can listen to. So there's that.
1: Oh, well, that's cool. Never heard of that. And uh, of course we are on iTunes. Uh, definitely appreciate anyone listening to iTunes and, uh, kind of goes right into the next part of what we want to talk about. Give us iTunes reviews. It's been great. Really appreciate what we've seen out there. I think there's almost 20 the last time I checked, which is awesome for a startup show. And, uh, you know, a big shout out to everyone who, who, uh, you know, shared shared that uh, update, and that uh, kind of leads us into the next part, which is a giveaway. Uh, we have we just have one Steam copy of Guacamole. We have
0: we have two. We have two. one that is I think it's I have a regular one and a gold edition, maybe copy. They're okay. both Steam. They're both copies on Steam, but I have I do have two copies of Guacamele that we can give away.
1: Okay, so. and the gold edition that has like does it have the soundtrack and some of the extra? I, I honestly don't oh, know. Right. It's got
0: some extra content in it. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely, it's golden. It's definitely it not the Super Turbo Championship <laughs> Edition, but it, it's in between the regular and the Super Turbo Championship
1: it Edition. Is. So uh, that's going to be our contest, right? To get re- that's our changes? contest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do we yeah. start, we're starting that going forward now, or are we going to go backwards? between, I
0: say between now and next show, plus okay. any of the iTunes reviews we've already gotten.
1: Okay. We'll just stick all the names in a hat and call it names in a hat. Yep, what,
0: so. it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be a five star if you want to give us a one star you'll still get entered in but yeah i yeah. may shake my fist at you <laughs>
1: for doing that <laughs> hey, accidentally give you one wrong letter in the code if you give a one star so, yeah no, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> we prefer giving it to a five star but we'll be fair in that so maybe yeah. maybe maybe us giving you a free game will convert your one star to a five star so could be, could yeah, be. yeah but we don't have any one stars so let's not jinx ourselves right right knock, right knock. knock on wood yeah, yeah. i just did <laughs> all right so uh that's quite
0: the intro
1: that was a nice intro i it, it'll it'll get better i know with the other podcasts i do i just have it memorized and i just say it really fast and move on so this one michael just has so much stuff out there i, I gotta get used to it all <laughs> well
0: i mean when we don't we don't have to make these announcements every show yeah. at the beginning i just wanted i thought we should announce it at the beginning of this one since it's all new stuff true you know, we may just cram it in at the end from here on. I don't know, but...
1: True. Sure. The next segment's all you, buddy. The world of Metroidvania.
0: Yeah. Do we have any, like, uh, news music or something in the background? Like, do 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 do
1: do something like that. Like, some typewriters going in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect.
0: Typewriters. I like it. <laughs> all right, so... I decided that last time I did this segment, I kind of was all over the place and wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't as streamlined as I wanted it to be. So I've decided that moving forward, I'm splitting this up into three categories, new releases, things that have released since our last episode, uh, new games on the horizon, like things that have just come into, or at least come into my attention in the last, since the last episode, and then just major announcements. Not necessarily major announcements, just some may be major, some may be general. Could be about uh, a game that we've already talked about or it could be about just the world of Metroidvania in general. So so new releases since last time. Uh, there's a game called Apotheon. I think it's how you pronounce it. Apotheon. Ap- yeah, Apotheon. Yeah. yeah. It's a Greek Metroidvania and it's got a really cool art style. I haven't played it yet, but I've seen videos and stuff. It looks pretty cool. Uh, I've heard... Mixed reviews about it. The a lot of people say it's just it's just okay, you know. But uh, that's one that's a cool one to check out. Um, and it's actually you, have you seen that one.
1: Yeah, um, I downloaded it. it. It was free on PS. It was free on PSN. So and it was kind of neat because they just released it and they made it a uh, you know exclusive PS Plus. Uh, Download, so that was kind of neat.
0: Free uh, game right off the bat. Huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. If, you, if you're a PlayStation user, I'd I'd I like my PlayStation games. So it, it definitely looks cool. It has a I like the art style. um It's very all the landscapes and a lot of the art style are very uh was a mosaic and black and white and gray scaled out. A lot of the characters have like a black tint to them. Uh, it's re- really cool looking. It's I haven't seen anything like it. So I, I definitely want to check that out. Like I said, I've I've downloaded it. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah. Uh, the
0: other one, th- there's one other new release that I wanted to mention. It's called Castle in the Darkness, and now this one, this one really piqued my interest in just in the past week. It it released uh, first week of February, I think, but it's it's got an eight bit art style, and it's got this little blue night guy, but it is, um, it, it kind of like how Shovel Knight takes a bunch of influences and kind of does some callbacks to old retro-y things. Uh this game does the same thing from what I've seen. It's it's a it's got the same artist from The Binding of Isaac, if you remember that guy. So the art style is 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 interesting. But I don't know. It just looks like a fun game. It's got a lot of really good reviews. Uh some people said that it's one of their favorite games right now, which that's yeah. kind of what initially p- piqued my interest. So I, again, I haven't played it yet, but uh, I know you can level up, and I know you get all these different abilities and stuff. So that's another one to look out for. It just released.
1: Yeah, and I I saw some of the art style. There was one picture in particular where he's standing next to this giant knight, and the knight actually almost has kind of the same color palette uh, as like a shovel knight. Those kind yeah. of like. That was kind of neat how they did it. I think I saw another screenshot that had like three pipes, kinda look like Mario stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah. It looked neat.
0: Okay. Uh, New Games on the Horizon. Unless you have any new releases that you you were thinking of. Nah. Nah, Okay. All right. New games on the horizon. Uh, this one I mentioned on the Facebook group and it's it's really hilarious just the thought of it. It's called Chicken Sword. Uh the name pretty much describes it all. It's a you, you play as a chicken with a sword <laughs> um <laughs> there's not much more i can say than that except for it looks it, it looks kind of like a zelda 2 ish kind of clone but it's a cyber you're it's a cyberpunk chicken with a lightsaber um there's there's text there's a lot of text in it too which so it kind of gives you like a uh a tech space where you can walk around and talk to people. So it's a little bit different than say a super Metroid or a, a lot of the Castlevanias that don't have a whole lot of talking in them, but it's maybe more like the game we're playing today. Maybe a little bit like Guacamelee, but just from videos I've seen, it looks hilarious and I think it'd be, I think it's going to be fun whenever it actually does release. I don't, I don't know any specifics on when it's going to release or anything like that, but uh, I like the way it looks. So yeah, that's I, chicken Sword.
1: How do you posted that to the Facebook group? And I thought this cannot be any good. And as I, as I clicked the link and looked at some stuff, I was pretty intrigued. So I would definitely like to check it out too. Yeah. Uh,
0: another one I wanted to mention is Monster Boy's coming back. Somebody's doing a Monster Boy game, which Monster Boy may be something. Oh, it's obviously eventually going to be something we'll cover on the show. But just I don't know. I didn't. Get, I haven't played. A, I didn't ever play a whole lot of Monster Boy back in. In the in the day, um, so I don't really have a point of reference, but I know a lot of people are big fans of Monster Boy, so the fact that it's coming back is pretty big news for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely a good franchise. I've played a lot of that, and that was pretty exciting news on my part.
0: Sweet, and another one is this is a fun a Kickstarter that I was looking at a long time ago. It's called Beyond Human. It failed. And it wasn't funded. I thought it looked really cool, but they will probably eventually be re kickstarting. Is that how you? So what you call it? Re kickstarting? <laughs> Sounds good. <to> Try, me. <laughs> trying again. But uh, so look it up, and if it ever comes back on Kickstarter, then you should kickstart it because it looked really cool.
1: Yeah, I've, I've never heard. I've never heard of that. I just Googled it. it does look kind of neat. It's like a, almost like a sci-fi type Halo looking dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of
0: like a. I say a Super Metroid type Metroidvania. Yeah. That's cool. You got any games on the horizon that you have in mind?
1: No, not on the horizon. I did play and you recommended this on the Facebook group. Um the game had I don't know if it was recently released or but it was a uh Metroidvania on the i, you know, the iOS probably on the Android system too. I believe it's called Ninja Smasher. hmm And uh that was interesting. I'd I'd recommend anyone to check it out. Ninety nine cents. It's a uh it's a touch-based game, so there's no digital controls or anything on the screen. Uh, you basically just kind of touch your enemies, and you can do chain these big combos. It was pretty interesting, but uh, it was a lot of the iPhone and Android games that come out are, are just so jumbled. Um, it's kind of nice to see one kind of shine a little bit like that. So check check that out if you get a chance. Not even if you're you know, bored on the tr- train ride to work or bus ride or something, check that out. I don't ride a train or bus to work, but I know a lot of people do. So
0: <laughs> Nick just he just plays while he drives to work. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I haven't actually got the chance to try it out. I just shared it because it looked cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's one to check out, definitely. Uh, and then just a couple of little announcements. One is I kind of dropped the ball, I think, when I mentioned Adventures of Pip last time. I'm pretty sure it's not of Metroidvania at all. So <laughs> if you guys want to just wipe that from your memory, that's fine. Uh, I still think it's going to be a cool game, but. It's not going to be a Metroidvania, pretty sure. Yeah,
1: so. and I, I think the term Metroidvania has a lot of interpretations. So I, there's a lot of people who've been posting games to our group, and I'm thinking, nah, not even close. But you know, <laughs> some, some people might think it is. Uh, it, you know, that's up for interpretation.
0: Yeah, well, Aaron's been posting a lot of stuff to our group, so I hope you're not calling him out.
1: I can't remember who it was. I like <laughs> I like Aaron, so if I did call him out, we'd we'd just shake hands and go on. <laughs> right. Right.
0: <laughs> And the last bit of announcement that I have is Metroid Prime trilogy is now on the co- virtual console for Wii U. So that's kind of a big deal because it's if you ever wanted to buy it in the as actual box copy or CD copy, it was crazy expensive and you can get it for 20 bucks on the virtual console. It's all three Metroid Prime games all in one, so it's actually a really good deal. Nice. And if you if you got it the first week, which has long gone by the time you hear this, probably you could have got it for ten bucks. So sorry I didn't make that announcement sooner. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah those, those those games. I only played the first one. I, I did really like it. and I kind of missed the boat on the second and third one. It's definitely something I'll maybe look into. Giant backlog of games I never get to.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got it when it was ten bucks just because I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity, <laughs> and I haven't touched it yet. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. All right.
0: That's all I got in the world of Metroidvania.
1: Good. That was very organized and informative. So. Thank you. Thank I, you. I liked it. <laughs> so, hey, you just want to jump right into this uh, guacamole thing? Yeah. so Guacamelee. I and i'm this is funny i love looking at the official genres of these games um, and i've I've went on rants before of just call it a metroidvania um, apparently this game was classified as a platformer beat 'em up <laughs> so, I've, I've seen things as crazy as uh like non-linear side-scrolling action rpg adventure i've seen things <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious um and I, I i applaud some of the bigger outlets i know uh colin moriarty from ign reviewed this game when it came out and he actually said metroidvania in his review so I, I, i'm a big fan of him and his podcast He's, he does so that was kind of cool um, but yeah they, they really hyped this game up back in 2013 it was uh at the time it was a playstation exclusive it came out on playstation 3 and vita um had the crossplay, which was a pretty big deal for some people you could actually play it on the vita save it on the on the ps3 you know things like that um it was also later ported to uh you know steam uh wii u things like that and uh of course and then they came out with the enhanced version which what was i called super ultra mega turbo power <laughs> i think i think gold i don't
0: did gold i guess gold maybe came out at the same time probably maybe but it's the super turbo championship edition it's kind of i think it's kind of a play on street fighter a little bit
1: yeah that's, that's what i thought but um, this game was developed by Drinkbox Studios. And um, I, I, I looked them up because at first I thought it was a different studio. Because when you're playing Guacamele, um, there was a sign of the Castle Crashers. And I thought, oh man, that's probably the same company that did that, but it wasn't. Uh, so Drinkbox has really only developed a few games. Uh, the other ones were Tales from Space about a blob and Tales from Space Mutant Blobs Attack. Um, <laughs> and I've never played either one of those. I kind of looked into them when we were doing this, but uh, they're a. Uh, small startup out of uh toronto They actually got 10 people on their staff which is pretty cool i like i like seeing games like this that i actually enjoy i'm not gonna get into that any further but uh that are, you know developed by 10 guys and you got these studios at like call of duty and and these you, you madden there's probably hundreds if not thousands of people putting their hands on that game and you know a, a little game like this that might be more enjoyable to some have 10 people working on it so that's really cool right
0: I thought it was really hilarious when I when you at the end of the game I beat it and I was waiting on the credits and there were credits for about twenty seconds long because <laughs> there's just one screen of names and then that was it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I don't this game wasn't a Kickstarter game, was it?
0: I, I, don't, uh, I don't think so. Actually, yeah. no, I don't and, think it
1: was. And it's funny because you mentioned that if it were a Kickstarter game, it might have been a little different with all the you know all the contributors that probably had to list that. That's probably why a lot right. of a lot of indie games probably have longer credits because their Kickstarter names are line through there <laughs> um but yeah so i mean it's i'm I'm real i'm really interested in the studio um you know there's actually the main character Juan's actually going to be in, a, in another game that's up upcoming it's called um, uh, hex heroes it's going to be a wii u and pc game um i don't believe that's made by Drinkbox, but they're actually you know leasing the character out which is pretty cool so that gives me hope that there might be another another one of these games but yeah, it's, it's, as far as the the history goes you know it was it was accepted very well by the by the you know the gaming community it, it was nominated for a ton of the indie game awards uh IGN gave it a nine out of ten I don't know their the point system but it was nine out of ten something like that and all the other outlets really really praised this game so it, it definitely wasn't just a one-and-done indie and it's kind of held ground you know it came out in 2013 and you still see it pop up on like the Wii U shop, kind of on the front sometimes, so it'll be there for a download, and I, I saw it whenever you go into the PS Store, it's, it's there under the kind of like the indie section, so it's definitely held its appeal a little bit, but um you know, I I kind of read a little a couple of interviews about the development cycle, and it didn't really sound like it took them a whole long time a whole long time a long time <laughs> to make this game. Uh, it was it was real neat kind of listening to the interviews. I I the, these indie developers have really cool stories, and they're just down to earth. So if anyone gets a gets a uh, chance, go to um, indiegames.com. There's some cool indie uh, interviews out there with these guys. I wouldn't don't <laughs> don't want to read the whole thing, but it was pretty cool. So um, as far as history goes, that's really all I kind of compiled. Did you have anything else?
0: No, I think you pretty much nailed it. I think it's I think it's interesting that they're Canadians, and I may touch on that a little more <laughs> once we get into the meat of the discussion. But I think it's interesting that it's developed by Canadians.
1: Yeah. I'm intrigued now too. I don't. I don't yeah. have the connection there. That's <laughs> a little little
0: tidbit that Ooh. everybody's going to have to wait about ten fifteen minutes on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no spoilers. <laughs> And that's that's a random point I wanted to bring up. We never really talked about this. Um, for these newer games or even older games, do we want to go away from all spoilers? If if there's any kind of a twist ending, we don't want to talk about it. I don't know.
0: That. Maybe we should make a spoiler rule, like if it's older yeah. than two years old or something.
1: Okay, okay. I don't know. Because I, I kept writing down these notes and I thought, nah, maybe that's too much of a spoiler. I don't want to say that. See, that's
0: this a... one... I feel like everybody should have played it by now, so I feel like we should. It's going to be hard to talk about some of this stuff, like the humor of this game, without spoiling some of it. Yeah. And I really want to get into the humor, so I don't know. Let's, let's just make a, a two-year rule. What do you say? Does that, does that make this one okay to talk about? Sure. When, when did it come out? 2013?
1: 2013. And if it's some okay. big spoiler, maybe we can just say spoiler alert, and if you really yeah, don't want yeah. to hear it, just turn down your uh, volume for about 30 seconds. Right, right. That works. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so as far as the story goes, is this where you're going to take over?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll talk about the story. I'll just okay. talk about the beginning of the story and the basics behind it. Uh, you start off the game as Juan, the agave farmer, which, a <laughs> uh, little something about myself, I didn't, for some reason, I never thought that you actually, I mean, I, obviously you have to farm agave fruits or plants or whatever they are, but for some reason it never clicked in my mind that you would have to actually have somebody like going and picking the agave <laughs> fruits out until i so anyways embarrassing note about myself but anyways you're an agave farmer and you the town gets that you live in gets attacked by uh what's his name carlos uh, i shot i should have looked this up carlos calaca or something like that
1: yeah i, th- I think i said calica but yeah
0: calica yeah like so that. it gets attacked by him who's from the The underworld or the world of the dead and he comes he comes into the world of the living with his crew and attacks the town and steals the the princess basically or the the mayor's daughter i think it is in this game
1: he pretty much looks like an undead version of one of the three amigos like full-on get up and everything
0: (laughs) yeah exactly he's like dead chevy chase (laughs) skeleton version of chevy chase from the three amigos But anyways, he comes into town, and he goes to steal the mayor's daughter. And you, as Juan, decide that you're going to go take him out and save the save the princess. So you go to do this, and one of the funnier parts to me in this game is right off the bat, you go to fight him, and you get this... Uh, it's like a fight screen where it shows Juan versus Carlos or whatever. And as soon as that screen goes off, he just kills you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I think you're the chance. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even get a chance. Yeah. It's,
0: it's hilarious, but and I, 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 so love it,
1: the, I love those old posters. They look like an, in, like a in classic, like luchador wrestling match poster when there's one you know, versus the sky or whatever. It's really cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, so anyways, you die and you go down to the underworld and in the underworld, you get a luchador's mask. And when you put on the luchador's mask, you become a luchador, which is like in this game is a mythical warrior type person with superpowers and stuff. So you come back to the world of the living as a luchador, and then your task is to go save the princess and stop Carlos from destroying the world, or actually, he's trying to merge the worlds yes. and become the become the ruler of of said merger.
1: <laughs> a merger. I like it. It's like business, business terms. Yep. So, and I had a, a random question, um, and I, I I might actually like this better than you know some. Gaming or naming conventions, but the name Guacamole—it's not mentioned in the game at all, right?
0: It, no, I don't think so.
1: Okay, because like to me, you know, it's kind of a mixture between you know Guacamole and Melee, which is yeah, you know, kind of some of the gameplay in here we'll get into later. I was just curious. I I kind of kept my eyes open for that. I, I love, I kind of like names that don't go, that kind of go with the theme of the of the art, but don't really have a direct say. Like you, you listen to a lot of music albums that don't have a have a name for the album but there's no songs with that name it just kind of remind me of that but maybe a stupid lore. yeah but
0: (laughs) i mean it says it at the beginning i guess that's the only part that i can think of yeah like at the very beginning of the game when you first turn on it goes guacamole that's pretty much it yeah cool all right uh let's see what we got we're going into the game discussion now
1: yeah let's do it
0: sweet so i'll let you start
1: yeah sure um course you know we are a metroidvania podcast and what what made me feel like this was a metroidvania game first of all i read the reviews i heard um like i said colin Moriarty already said it was a it was a metroidvania i think even the guys at a um, u.s gamer you know consider this a metroid game or metroidvania so it definitely s- sparked my interest in that but it had the formula of what i define as metroidvania uh, there is a so so called open world some people will dispute that a Metroidvania is an open world to me it, it, it it's an open world but you have to open parts of it to get to the next but <laughs> you start with you know your basic move sets your basic uh, abilities and you grab another ability and you can open up new parts of the world so but to me what made this game special and i, I really think new Metroidvanias have to do something new special kind of keep this genre alive a lot of people think this is a played out genre um so to actually make this an interesting game i think it needs something special to me the special of this was the this the fighting in it and uh it's not your because a lot of metroidvania games you know are are running guns where you shoot a guy once he's dead or like with castlevania a lot of your um, enemies only take one one hit they're gone and you know you're you only really have one animation to to hit a guy but this is this kind of plays like a classic beat-em-up you can string together combos by mashing on your button. uh yeah you know, every a lot of your power-ups through the game actually end up being attacks too so you can string together these crazy combos and uh of course you know in classic fashion the uh, the goat guy will come on screen and say some funny stuff and <laughs> i think he even said toasty one time when i was doing it, like like the old mortal kombat 2 days right <laughs> but uh yeah and, and that's kind of the the basis of the gameplay and then just picture any other metroidvania game you played you you kind of you have a map and, uh, of course, you know, this will hold your hand a little bit more than the <laughs> other of the classic Metroidvania games. Uh, yeah, I think I've said this since the other night, you don't really have a uh, waypoint. This one just pretty much has an arrow, you know, you open up your map, it's like, go here. So, you know, you got to get there. And usually it's pretty, I don't think I ever, cause a lot of times in those old Castlevania games, I would pass up some of the powers and I'd get to a spot and i like, well, I can't get up here. I can't double jump. And I'm like, oh gosh, I skipped over the double jump. I gotta go back and find it. But for the most part this game, you know, there it is, um, and, of course, to bring up one classic uh, throwback, your power-ups are actually held in a little pod that looks very, very similar to me. Did you notice that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks exactly like uh, Super Metroids. <laughs> well, I don't forget what they're called, but, yeah, yeah. it looks exactly like them. <laughs> and I think even at some point when he, when he call, when he mentions, when the goat guy mentions the name of what they are, like, you destroyed my whatever, it's even almost exactly the same word as what they're called in metroid and i wish i could remember right now but i can't
1: but yeah i can't either <laughs> yeah
0: it, it, see you mentioned this you mentioned the com the combat and i i totally agree i think that is the bread and butter of this game i think it's i think it's better than a beat up actually i think it's almost on par with a fighting game yeah. the way the combos and stuff work i mean i was blown away by late in the game some of the combos that you can do <laughs> And you know you go to the you go to the chicken. It teaches you how to do the combos. <laughs> and in the in the the first or the second town, there's a chicken that every time you get a new power, you can go back there and he'll teach you how to do all the combos. And some of the combos take up like the whole screen. And in order to do some of them, you have to not only do you have to combine your attack button and your special attack button, but you also have to combine your dodge move to make one. Um, Move forward quickly enough to chase the guy down after you knock him across the screen, but I mean you can get. I I think my highest combo was like a hundred and something. Oh wow! Like of course they add up, um, even when you transfer between guys. As long as you don't get hit, as long as you don't get hit, the combo keeps combo meter keeps going up. But I mean, just on one guy, you can rack up thirty hits before he dies. Sometimes if it's if it's a beefier opponent. But the co- the combat is just that, that's the one thing that just completely blew me away because I, I wasn't expecting the combat to be that deep in this game.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a huge wrestling fan growing up. So some of the throws you could upgrade with like getting a power, pile driver or a suplex, it was kind of neat getting some throwback to some of those old wrestling moves because, you know, you're, you are a luchador with a championship belt around your, your waist. It was nice to have some old school wrestling moves. <laughs> but, yeah. um, uh, and, and you, uh, you made a point about the, the, the combos. Um, I think it was toward the end of the game when you're on your way to Calcala, there was like a few rooms with just an obnoxious amount of enemies, and I felt like that's – I think I got about 90. I, you definitely beat me in the combo race, but that, that's where I got most of my combos. I just kind of – I, I, I like using that uh, – like the the blue kind of dash punch. I can't remember what it was called, but that would kind of hit a bunch of them at one time, and then pop, pop a few in the air and just start going to town. So a lot of button mashing, but there was a bit of strategy to it because, uh, like you said, this – I can see this being better than most beat em ups because yeah, I'm a huge Street to Race fan. But you know, let's let's be honest. That's a button mashing game. Th- this game has a little bit more strategy to it on how you have to fight your enemies because you know, once you get the power of uh, you switching between realms, you know, you'll have two enemies on screen on the screen, but one enemy is on this realm and this enemy is on the other realm. So you had to kind of switch between that. And what was really cool, you get know, to fight the enemy on the left and get to the point. Like cause usually when they're uh, about done you could kind of throw him and i would pick up that guy throw him across the screen and then switch the planes real quick and then it would actually bump into the next guy it's kind of neat you could do that but um yeah i I, I definitely agree with you this is probably better than most beat em ups you play as far as the fighting mechanics go
0: yeah i'm thinking we should probably mention a few of the mechanics for people who haven't played the game because you're mentioning stuff like this dimension switching (laughs) and People are probably thinking, if somebody hasn't played the game or is not really familiar with the game, they're thinking, what in the world? So a few of the major things besides just the combat that you can do in this game is there's a a dimension switching mechanic where you go between the world of the dead and the world of the living. And you use this all the time to make different platforms appear and there's different enemies in each each realm. So it's used in combat as well as the platforming. I I thought that that was another. I mean, it's, it's it's like they took, they had the combat already, so they didn't necessarily have to add anything else. But then they keep they add that dimension to the game too, and it just just adds another layer altogether. They didn't have to do that at all, in my opinion. I think they could have gotten by with just the plat, regular platforming and regular combat, and I would have loved the game just with that. But then they add this dimension switching mechanic, and I don't I don't know about you, but there was a lot of times where this game got. The platform at least got really, really challenging.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it definitely reminded me of uh, one of the reboots of Prince of Persia on the, uh, the Xbox 360 and PS3. Um, just kind of having to switch those platforms like that, and then you know one platform would be visible on this dimension, and it wouldn't be in that one. You'd have to flip that back and forth. It, it got frustrating, but there was such a sense of accomplishment when you get it done. But it, I, I kind of wrote down. It reminded me of some of those old Prince, not old, but the uh, Prince of Persia games, where you're doing a lot of the wall climbing and wall jumping and yeah it was, it was it was frustrating but i kept coming back for more it's kind of a good frustration if that makes any sense at all
0: yeah i no, I, I agree <laughs> um i think what helps with the frustration in this game and this is something that a lot of modern games do that i love is, is, is it, super meat boy does this for instance is if you die you're right back in the action yeah. and you're not very far away from where you were it's just like it's frustrating that you can't get a, You can't do that part, right? But it's not frustrating for a long period of time because you don't have to spend all that time getting back to where you were. And you don't have to go through any menu screens to get back to where you were. It's just you're right back there. You get to try it again. And you just try it and try it and try it until you get it. Yeah. I know a lot of older games, and we'll probably get into this as we dip backwards into the library, but a lot of older games, you'll get to a really hard part you'll die, and then when you get stuck 10 minutes back and you have to make it 10 minutes to that part and die again, it's just... Yeah. that That's what adds to the frustration for me, and this game just pretty much eliminates that portion of the frustration.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely auto-saves in good spots, and you, you look back at those Castlevania games where you have to go to a save room, same thing with uh, Super Metroid, and that's kind of where you... Unless you're playing emulation or something, that's thats where you're at if you if you die or if you start over uh you, know, you you turn guacamole on and off and it starts you pretty much where you were um if not right right there so I, I agree with that that's you know some people some purists might think that's holding holding you know holding a hand but i would rather my hand be held in that, that aspect of the game
0: yeah i mean this this game in general kind of holds your hand quite a bit like you mentioned earlier it, it shows you exactly where to go there's really the exploration only comes in when you try to gather some of the extraneous power-ups like the extra life and extra extra stamina and extra whatever that super meter is I don't know what I don't know what it is but uh, when you go for the extra stuff then you have to dip into the exploration but to just beat the game and to get the regular power-ups this game tells you exactly where to go which is something I kind of is a little discouraging to me because I'm you know playing a Metroidvania game I really do like the exploration yeah so that handholdiness was was a little off-putting to me, but I mean, I can't really fault it too much for that because it did help me play through the game and beat it a lot sooner than I would have otherwise.
1: Yeah, and I I agree because I, I, the percentage of the map I unlocked after I beat the game was kind of embarrassing. I don't even want to mention it but, um, <laughs> when you when you don't have a waypoint or don't know where you're going, you kind of naturally unlock most of the map. Um, you know, there's there's times in those you know, Castlevania. I always go back to that, but it'll kind of give you an update every time you start the game, how much of the map you've unlocked. And, uh, you know, even before I would have three or four bosses left and I've already unlocked most of the map. It's just cause I, you know, you're trying from here to there, you're checking every nook and cranny to see where you need to go. This one, like you said, was just kind of, it's up here. <laughs> you just kind of go, <laughs> And every now and then I'd kind of just for my numbing fun, I would just kind of go back when I got a new power. Um, you know, these, these powers help you progress through the level. And, um, there's all these blocks throughout the game. Um, there's red red blocks, green blocks, and blue blocks. And uh, each one of those blocks kind of stops your progression. And once you get the power, like, you know, you get, like, a, an uppercut, which looks, you know, shows, like, in the red outline around one when he does it. That lets you break through the uh, red blocks. And then, of course, you get all the other power-ups that let you do the same thing. So it was kind of every now and then when I didn't have much time, I just kind of started up and just go back to places where I've already been just trying to see – because I think the map even shows you colors um, – when you when you open it up like if it does yeah so i mean you even have that so you even know where you're going (laughs) it kind of holds your hand through that always uh always wished uh when i was playing some of those old ds games on the maps you could like draw on the map and kind of give yourself a note like here's where i need a double jump or this or that you know this game just kind of shows you where it's at anyways
0: yeah that would make too much sense i think they did that (laughs) with a few of the zelda games maybe okay where you could actually draw on the map and it would remember stuff but Yeah, that would be that make too much sense (laughs) that you have a stylus that you could actually draw on your map. Exactly. No, but the uh, the color coding I thought was was an interesting approach to letting you know what powers to use where and that sort of thing. And like, there's the enemies can bring up a shield and you can only be hurt them if you use the power on them first. Yeah. And so that gets really interesting, especially in the final boss battle against. Against Carlos, it's—I mean—that's key to that final boss battle. Yeah, but yeah. I thought that.
1: um No, go ahead. Oh, as I say, even the boss before him, that leopard tiger guy, whatever he was, he he kind of had the same. I actually spent more time on him than I did Cal Cal Kaka, whatever his name is. I, <laughs> I, I I died more there than I did at the final boss for some odd reason. It, it just—I guess it was just getting in the groove of switching your powers because, um, yeah, he he come at you. It, um, you know some jump attacks and some and some weird stuff, but uh, I died there probably twenty times, and I think I beat the boss you know, five five or six times. Yeah, <laughs> weird stuff, but yeah, it was it was throughout the game like that, and I think there was even one shield they would come up with that was a bunch of white lines, and you would just had to string together a big combo to, to bust the mm-hmm. lines out. Of course, when they have the shield and then they're switching dimensions, it just gets crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's 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 something else that that's another you know nod to the combat in this game is the combat. It, uh, the learning curve to the combat is gradual, but it just keeps on going up, because near the end of the game, you've got probably 10 to 15 different enemy types, and what, five or six different types of shields that they can have, yeah, yeah. and they're all varying different sizes of characters, and I, I know, in the, just playing through the regular game, you see them a lot, but did you do the mine, where you can, it's kind of like a, a gauntlet of enemies?
1: yeah yeah that was cool. You go
0: through the you go through the mine and in each level of the mine they just throw a bunch of enemies at you yeah, well, like, it's, like one a couple of the last levels of the mine they're just throwing you pretty much every enemy type and every shield in both dimensions and it's just it gets really crazy but you you feel like you're really amazing at this game at that <laughs> point because you're you know how to do all this stuff, but they gradually build you up to that so yeah. I don't know I just really like that
1: that was cool. I I think the only power up I really it's not that I didn't like it, I just had more trouble with was the headbutt. Um whenever I was fighting those bosses, I always seemed to try to set the headbutt up with another power <laughs> cuz I I'd, I'd always I'd, I'd stop and try to headbutt the guy or do it in the air and I'd always accidentally hit over which is your uh you know your blue dash punch whatever that thing's called. I was constantly doing that on accident which made me so mad. So I would I'd always try to set it up with something else that way I wasn't. It was just habit of pushing the directional pad left or right. So I don't know, it really yeah. frustrated me.
0: There's a lot of juggle, air juggling in this game. That's kind of yeah. the, that's kind of your key to victory is doing a lot is knocking them up in the air and then juggle them once they're in the air. But once you're in the air, you can only do each power one time, which I thought was was an interesting approach too. So you can't just keep uppercutting them or keep headbutting them. You cannot. so my approach usually was to uppercut them into the air and then maybe headbutt them or dash punch them or whatever just use all of my moves after I've knocked them up into the air.
1: Yeah. I think there's even a a trophy on PS3 that you use all your power-ups in one combo or something like that. Yeah, I I, I I probably got that one. Yeah, At first it was a little rough, but at the end of the game I got pretty good at that. And uh,
0: And speaking of using all your powers in the air, um, the platforming uses the powers also in interesting ways. To get to a lot of different platforms you have to, because each one of the moves will move one also right so like the uppercut you get an extra little jump up and the blue dash you get an extra dash over and those sorts of things so of course the headbutt did not really do much for you but <laughs> um and, and the same way with the combat the platforming eventually near the end you have probably seven or eight different moves that you can use in the platforming segments it's because you get all of your special attack moves then you also got wall jumps double jumps and goat flying or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that goat flying thing was pretty interesting towards the end you you think it's just kind of easy sailing and uh, basically what that move does you kind of jump on a wall and you kind of hang there for a little bit and then uh, you pretty much just press over and something else and it just you pretty much shoot off like a rocket and the first few times you do it, it's just kind of, well, I got to the other side of the screen. Awesome, but uh, later on in the game, all these pillars start showing up, and they're in a different dimension. So you gotta start switching that, uh, whatever that's called. That's R2 on the uh, PlayStation controller. And, and there was one time it was just kind of like, okay, switch, 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 switch. switch. It just got fast It was like went with a rhythm, yeah. and you know, there was no music cues. So I kind of was making my own little uh, music beat up when I did. But right. yeah, that, that and was... then
0: there's also warps too that you have to fall oh, through. Yeah, and the warps change based on dimension and I don't know it's blowing my mind just to think about it right now yeah
1: I kind of got lucky the first time I did that Um, and which was funny I I did really well with every platform Um, and then there was one that I could not wrap my head around at all and I literally popped YouTube up to uh, watch someone how they did it and it was one of those things where I just like kicked myself in the face because it was just so easy I I think all I had to do was do an extra double jump or something I forgot I had it was just something stupid (laughs) stupid I, I, I hate I hate Anytime I play a game, I really hate looking at strategy guides and, and, and helps on online. It's just I always feel like I'm cheating when I do that. Um, that's a whole other podcast I think I recorded once before, but uh, <laughs> it, uh, it just kind of defeated me that it was that easy, and I just thought, oh, crap.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about the <laughs> controls and the gameplay. Uh, we haven't touched a lot on the graphics or the sound and music and stuff. Not at all. <laughs> or, or my, or my favorite part of the game, just the general humor. But, so, what did you think about the graphics of this game?
1: Yeah, I, I, at first, and I'll be honest, I'm, I never, I've never been a big fan of kind of the, uh, I, I don't know, kind of the cartoony look these games have. Um, th- there's a lot of this kind of art style on the uh, iOS app store, and it just, it always kind of looked generic to me. But um, once I started playing this game, it was very detailed. I mean, even. I thought about that poster when it comes up when you're fighting someone and, uh, you know, not to be, that uh, was not really gross, but, uh, you know, it would show, uh, Juan breathing and like his, you know, his, his biceps and his pecs were kind of moving up and down and that kind of cartoon style. Like, well, that's kind of cool. It actually shows a little, <laughs> you know, a little, uh, motion like that, but the animations were, were great. Um, I think they did, it, it, it did the, the theme of the game well, I think yeah, with this whole luchador and, and this, and this Mexican theme. Uh, I I definitely liked them I I thought they they did well Um, one of the things I was real impressed with was the uh, all the evil chick I can't remember her name um her flowing hair was really neat. It was like this big black, and it was like a big black shadow behind her, and it was constantly moving. And it was just, it was kind of a nice little touch. I, I like that. But
0: yeah, I know her name, but I don't think I can pronounce
1: it. <laughs> yeah, she had some real. It's funny. like X Bay or something. Yeah, she had some real funny lines. We'll get into later. But yeah, I, I overall, I, I did enjoy it. It's um, definitely it's still not my favorite art style in the world, but I I thought it did the game justice.
0: I thought it was a perfect match for the game. I don't know if I would use this. I don't think this art style would fit for any other game, and I don't think I would put it up there in like the best graphics I've ever seen. You know, I wouldn't. I don't even think. I, I honestly think that even Super Metroid, which we talked about last month, probably it has the same idea where it's like the graphics fit it perfectly. But I think I kind of prefer the Super Metroid graphics. Yeah. But for this game, I think it's spot on. This is exactly the kind of graphics that a game like this needed. That's my opinion on <laughs> <laughs> music, sound. What do you what do you think about that? I mean, oh, it's just great. a bunch of bunch of. Uh, I don't know. I don't want don't Mexican music. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know the genre, but uh, it was definitely good. I felt like I was in a yeah you know, a local Mexican restaurant. Um, I I really liked how when you switched the dimensions, um, like to the like kind of like the dead world, it almost sounded like you're in a tunnel. I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cool. It was like the same music, but uh, you know, the music matched the gameplay. Um, it's it's definitely not a style of music I'm gonna listen to on my way to work or anything. But uh, <laughs> right. I I thought the tunes were they, they were catchy. I, I could whistle them as as I went on. So it's it, it fit the game well. I don't think you get any better than that. Um, as far as like sound effects go, I nothing really popped out to me as amazing. But yeah, sound effects are. are, are they, yeah, like, I'm
0: kind of in the I'm kind of in the same boat with with the music and the sound as I am with the graphics. I think it works. I think it it all works together to make this game exact you know it all works perfectly together i don't think it's you obviously couldn't use this music in another game i mean you can't stick this in a castlevania game and it it, it didn't work whereas you know you could take you see you could probably take the castlevania music and stick it in stick it anywhere because it's like orchestral type stuff but i don't know i think it works for this game and, and and i and i like it for that
1: yeah absolutely yeah, unless you're, this, unless it's like a Castlevania game, you know, based on like the Day of the Dead or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I can see that. If you put Juan in, if it's if it was Juan versus Dracula, then I can
1: see it working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I think we're on the same page there. It, it fit the game, but it's not. I'm not gonna go download the soundtrack and listen to it. <laughs> right.
0: Um. One, one, probably the last thing since we're we got to keep this at a normal podcast level time frame that I want to talk about is the humor of this game, oh, yeah. and this is something that another something that kind of sets it apart. And I guess humor slash throwbacks because this game has a lot of throwbacks and pop culture stuff in it. So I guess combine humor and and throwbacks what what are some you that really stuck out in your mind that you enjoyed
1: well being a huge star wars fan i am they they did a direct quote from star wars which i thought was was great uh you know he he uh it was the uh the princess or whatever her name is she she told the uh Carlos guy uh what was it your if your your confidence is your Weakness or something, and of course he looks at her and says, "Your faith in your friends is yours," which is a you know big quote from Star Wars with Luke and the Emperor, which I thought was great. That was one of my favorite lines in the whole in the whole game.
0: <laughs> and I did not even pick up on that. <laughs> so That tells you a lot about my Star Wars <laughs> nerdiness. My my favorite guy, my favorite was the good guy. I laughed out loud every time he popped up. the The guy that gives you your powers is a. Goat man, who he. Ca- whenever you break the, oh, I wish I could remember what those things are called. Um, anyways, you break the statue that's holding your power, and. Wait a minute Sorry, <laughs> found the name. Chozo right? Chuzu. Sorry, yes. Okay, I had yes, to look. Yes. I had to look it up. It's been killing me. Sorry <laughs> for the pause. I had to look it up. Chuzu statue, which is. Chozo is what it's called in Super Metroid. They're called chozo statues, and it's called chuzu, which I think is also isn't that a Mexican dish or something that you that you can order at a Mexican restaurant? Anyways, they're called they're called chuzu statues, and uh, every time you break one, this goat would waddle out of the out of the statue, and then he would turn into this old man, and he would always just gripe at you and get mad at you for breaking his statues. <laughs> And I wish I would have wrote down some of the quotes, but I'll, I'll save them instead of, instead of spoiling them because that w- those were some of my favorite lines in the game. Every time you would break one of the statues, he would come out and say, just say something. Like, I, like there's one that pops up in my mind. It's in the tree. When you're climbing the tree, uh, it's near the top of the tree. You break it open and he's, he comes out of it and he says, I lug this thing all the way to the top of this tree. And you still came up here and broke it or something. I just, I don't know. It's, it's hilarious.
1: That's cool. I think an, another one um, is after you get to a certain area. I think you beat a boss, and um, that crazy woman says something like, uh, "You know, sorry, your princess is in another castle," which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, know. a little throwback. There's
0: a lot of there's a lot of pop culture things in this game. So much so that I think that it's to a fault because it's really going to date this game moving forward. Yeah. Like I noticed, I I like all the posters and the, you know, the posters and things of different games that they have. Um, But I think some of the pop culture, some of them are already dated now. Like I remember seeing a couple and I, again, I wish I would have wrote them down, but I remember seeing some and thinking, wow, that was, yeah, that was like two years ago, wasn't it? You know, when I was playing this game. yeah.
1: I, I remember three. Um, Castle Crashers is one and that one, like you said, came out um on like the live arcade a few years ago. Uh, I saw one that looked like Mega Man, so that, that's kind of a uh throwback and, and one that's kind of I I don't think they meant to do this, but there was a poster for uh, Grim Fandango, which kind of if, if you ever played that game, it was an old PC uh you know, and click adventure type game. Um it kinda of had the same theme, you know, you were in a in a in a dead world. And the funny thing about that is, they just re-released like a like a remake of that uh, on PlayStation and stuff. And I don't, I don't think maybe they knew about that at the time. I don't know, but it was kind of neat how that I, I saw that and I thought, well, they just re-released that game. It's one of those older uh, uh, Lucas Art type uh, point and click.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of a nice little coincidence. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I also like the. Uh, the the way the enemy I, I loved all the enemies first of all but I love the way the game builds up to your fight with the enemies yeah because you'll see them at various points in the game before you actually fight them like Flame Face you'll see him several <laughs> times at the bar
1: I think he was my favorite
0: <laughs> yeah and X to Bay whatever her name is you see her over and over and over again before you actually fight her same with the Jaguar guy and they all have a lot of personality yeah like Flame Face is like a drunk and and he's he's just wild and crazy. And then the jaguar guy is like a noble, probably used to be a luchador or something. And X Bay, she's just kind of mean, <laughs> just generally mean. Uh, but she, you know, every character has a distinct personality. And I, I asked you this before we actually recorded. Um, you did not have the three headed skeleton guy, right?
1: No, no, I. That was... So that
0: must be that must be the super champion turbo. Yeah. edition or whatever. But he was a he was a hilarious character too. And the, the fact that you didn't have him, it kind of blows my mind because the way they fit him in there is so seamless. Minus the very beginning of the game where they kind of s- stick him in and make fun of the fact that he's just kind of stuck in there. Like they even poke fun of the fact that they're just sticking him in. But then later in the game, he fits so perfectly. Like there's an entire level where you have to go prevent him from making a bunch of skeletons or something. Did you even... Did you even have to do that, or get to do that?
1: Uh, no, no. And I know he's
0: you- like he, he's like mass producing the skeletons <laughs> to fight for Carlos, and you oh, have to actually cool. go and pro- stop that from happening, and and fight him.
1: Yeah. And, and he the- fights
0: you with music and stuff. It's it's really interesting.
1: I think it. You said it took you around what seven hours to beat the game.
0: Yeah, about seven hours.
1: Yeah, and I think it took me what, six, five to six. So definitely <laughs> extra hour. Yeah, that
0: part of, that part of the <laughs> game is probably is probably about an hour. Yeah. added to the game at least. So-
1: that's pretty cool and you right, know, it, it's interesting and, and the only gripe I really saw in any of the reviews of this game was the length everyone wished it was longer, so maybe maybe that kind of <laughs> helps out with that gripe, yeah, I
0: would say so i I think seven hours is is a good decent length for a game, yeah, I mean, I guess Metrovaner are usually you know we've only played super Metroid in this game, and super Metroid takes about the same time yeah um I don't know, I guess this type of game. What ten hours is about the average, I would think. I yeah. mean, some maybe be maybe a lot longer, but I can't imagine playing this type of game for that long. <laughs> that you know, for twenty, forty hours, like you would some other type of game.
1: No, no. <laughs> well, there's always more to do. You can go 100% the map, and I think there's even like an extra hard mode when you beat it. So there's definitely some replayability if you wanted to, you know, bust it back open.
0: Did you did you find error? From the Zelda yes. two guy. Yes, I did.
1: That, that <laughs> was that was a good throwback. <laughs> I was like, "What? Oh, Zelda." <laughs> I am here. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I it, it's. I, I thought it was a good amount of uh, of throwbacks. Um, you know, I, I think of a game. This is not Metroidvania, but a game like uh, Retro City Rampage. The throwbacks in that game are too much, too often, in my opinion. Um, but I, I think Guacamole had some good throwbacks here. Some of them we pro- I probably even missed because I mean some of them are pretty specific i mean if you're not a zelda fan you're not going to get that so mm-hmm. or if you're not a star oh wars. i know
0: i miss, i know i missed some yeah. yeah
1: like the star wars quote. case in point star wars yeah, yeah. i mean that, <laughs> that 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 poked out like a sore thumb to me and
0: <laughs> something else that kind of bothered me and i i guess this is a fault of having only 10 people and being a small studio is the the dialogue and everything in this game is so awesome i really wish they would have had vo- voice acting in it yeah I can just imagine. I I can imagine their voices, and this thing would have been awesome to hear, like Flameface and (laughs) all the different characters. Of course, it may have ruined my perception of them, but yeah, you never know. (laughs) I I think voice acting would have been would have been hilarious.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes when you read text, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm more prone to miss things when I'm reading than when I'm listening. So I may have skipped over quite a bit when I when I was doing that 'cause one one of my kids may have been screaming at me and I'm just sitting there trying to get through this part. So you just never know right. never know what you're missing.
0: Yeah. What about the uh Los Super Hermanos or whatever? <laughs> do you see that do you see that sign?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I
0: think I missed that. One. Oh man, that's a that's a good That's a bad one to miss. It's well, Los Super Hermanos, they're luchadors. One's red and one's green. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, Super no,
1: yeah, I did see. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I, I don't remember the text. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember that. I, that's the one I forgot to mention, but I remember that one, and the, the Mega Man one. Yeah. Yeah. I started, okay. I started, I started to Google it, but uh, you said Super Mario, so I got it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. I guess, I mean, that pretty well covers it for me. I, I did want to also mention, and I don't know where to mention this, but uh, you didn't play on Steam, but I played on Steam, and Steam has... I forget what it's called, where people can make their own content, Steam Workshop or something like that. Well, on the Steam version, and I don't know if people, I don't know if you had this type of stuff on your version, but on the Steam version, you can download different costumes. So, like, I got the, I could actually play as Mario. Or oh, that's cool. They actually had they actually had Cormando or Cormano from Sunset Riders. You could beat play as him, <laughs> or you could play as, you could play as Zangief and this is just things that people have
1: created oh, that's cool now I mean you could you could get new costumes but I think they're all pre-made for the game I didn't see any of that on the PlayStation version
0: yeah I figured that's what I figured that's but cool. I thought that was really cool on that's Steam cool. How they,
1: I don't know how they do that
0: but the Steam workshop stuff is really usually pretty interesting because it's, it's all it's basically you know on PC you can do mods but it's basically yeah. mods that I guess they're Steam sanctioned mods
1: so <laughs> That's
0: cool. People can do it, and they can. You can actually download it from the Steam. It's almost like DLC, so it's yeah. really interesting.
1: That's cool. Awesome, man. Was well, that it? Is that our gameplay discussion? I guess. Game, I feel like I could keep discussion. going. I know. I know. I, th- I, th-
0: I think we've done an amazing job <laughs> of covering it. There myself. you
1: go. Amazing. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Every time I podcast, I you know, whenever we hang up, I thought, "Oh crap, should have said that." But you know, it usually turns out all right. I'm sure there's something I'm missing, but no, I yeah. don't know. My favorite, my favorite power is turning into the chicken, right? The rooster, whatever it
0: was. Oh, we didn't even mention turning <laughs> into the chicken.
1: Oh. <laughs> thought, See, I, there you go. I honestly, thought that was kind of dumb. It was, it was just like, huh ah, and I just kind of went on.
0: It's kind of dumb and also it's one of those it's one of those things where the, you get extra powers for the chicken but you don't get them until after you can beat the game and you have to really yeah. search it out. You can get like chicken bombs and yeah. you can fly and stuff. Was, Which I think
1: a, it was just kind of funny cuz you know in Super Metroid you roll into a ball. And you walk and Yeah, that's like, what you, I was about
0: to say. I I think, to I think that was I think that was a direct <laughs> a direct tie to Metroid turn into a ball. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Which is, <laughs> this game does a lot of that kind of yeah. stuff
1: too yeah all right so you want to go right into the rating let's do it well, this will be easy um this is definitely one of the better uh metroidvania games i've played on kind of a current gen system or you know in the past few years uh i would definitely think this is one of the better ones that have come out lately um i'm going to say this is an a plus for me I'm definitely gonna play it again. There's no doubt in my mind. I'll go back and and play this one. I, it's one of those games where I'd really kind of want makes me want to get a Vita because I'd, I'd like to play this on the go. I love Metroidvania's on the go, so I'd, this is one of those games I'd like to have on a handheld. If it, if it comes out in the 3DS, I'm gonna absolutely buy that game. But yeah, A plus for me.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, I'm gonna to have to give it an A plus too. I think not only is it probably the best modern Metroidvania that I've played, I would put it up there with. The best of all Metroid venues that I've played personally. I mean, I would stick it right up there next to Super Metroid. Nice. I mean, I may personally like Super Metroid better, but I would also give Guacamole a, a plus. I think yeah. it's, I think it's, I just think it's pretty amazing what they were able to do with this game. Yeah. And bottom line
1: <laughs> ten, 10 person studio, absolutely. That's cool. All right. So that's an A plus for us, right? Yeah,
0: I guess so. And I, you know, we rank it compared to the other games we've played. So we've only got Super Metroid to compare it to. And I think, as much as I hate to say this, <laughs> if we both gave this one an A plus Sorry, and man. you gave the last one an A minus and I gave it an A plus, does that put Guacamelee <laughs> above Super Metroid? I mean, in, or do my, we get-
1: in my eyes, yeah. But, you know, this is a two man show. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's almost blasphemous to say. I know,
1: I know. Kick me (laughs) off. I'm not a true Metroidvania guy. I'm just a a Vania guy. (laughs) Guacavania. Oh,
0: we're going to have to rename the show (laughs) Guacavania. Okay, well, I guess uh, the, uh, the letter grades don't lie. Yeah. As of right now, we say Guacamelee number one, Super Metroid number two.
1: So yeah, and if you haven't played this, you know, we're recommending it in an A+ um the average price for this game I know on the PlayStation Store and the eShop is about 14.99. It's definitely worth it and I'm sure on Steam, I <laughs> you never know what the price is on Steam, it fluctuates. So you can probably get it for $2 one day and $10 the next day. So I mean, if $15 or $20 is the max, I'm not sure what the uh, Super Ultra Mega Super Power Rangers edition costs, but uh, it's worth It's 15. 15. I'm pretty sure is, it's 15. Is it 15? Okay.
0: Uh, I think that I think that's just become the the overall
1: price the or new
0: the, the new price
1: yeah yeah because I, I think I downloaded this game when it was free on PlayStation Plus I don't even think I paid for it I downloaded it a while back and never played it fully until now so but yeah you everyone I mean if you like you know if you like Metro are that's probably why you're listening to this podcast you if you haven't played this game go out and get it it's it's worth it it's worth your time.
0: Yeah, it is. For, it's fourteen ninety nine on Steam right now for the Super Turbo Championship Edition. I'm not even sure if you can buy the other version or not. Probably. But I would just, it. I would recommend buying this game and playing it. If you want to just wait till it goes on sale, I'm sure it's going to go on sale. It always they always go in and out of sales. Or leave us a review, and perhaps this game will be gifted to you. <laughs> How about that?
1: <laughs> I like it. That's a good little uh, plug there, buddy. Yeah. Oh man. It also
0: has a it it has a four player mode which I've not got to try out but it's it's local only no online but that's just another little something to throw in there about this game if you got four buddies uh, you can play this four player.
1: Yeah. Now I did, at least on Steam you can. I did play some co op with my oldest son who's five and you know it was it was kind of funny he you, of course he couldn't get to any of the platforms he wasn't real good at that but he enjoyed the fighting part so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool.
1: Right, so uh, the next part of the show is listener feedback, but I took a second glance just to make sure we didn't. We posed a question out there on our Facebook group and our Facebook page about you know what you thought the funniest part of this game was, and no one really responded. I think one because this is one of those games a lot of people probably haven't dug into, so there really wasn't a uh, a response for that. So uh, you know we kind of talked about our funniest part, um, and I really don't have anything else for listener feedback. We we, (laughs) do we do we want to. uh, ask the question for the next game i know we have that on here i I, ha- I have one ready this is a very specific question for the next game are we even are we, uh, it- we
0: can't we can i just the only thing i worry about is are we, gonna, we gotta figure out right now live on air because we didn't <laughs> think to do this beforehand are we gonna be announcing the game next week or are we going to play a clip at the end or are we gonna it's gonna be hard to, to if we don't announce it to ask a question, right? Yeah. I think I would rather ask a question
1: myself. Okay. Yeah, because we, we kind of... Okay, and
0: I guess, so that everybody knows what we're doing, we're not going to take general feedback like we do on other shows. We're going to actually ask a question pertaining to the game and ask for your, all, your all's feedback on that. Right? That's the plan? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, no general feedback. Yeah. I mean, you can give us general feedback, but we're actually going to ask a listener question of the month yeah. and get... Specific feedback yeah, to well, a
1: specific question. We'll we'll pose the question on the show and then we'll we'll type it out on Facebook just to kind of give you some time to think about it. Because so the the next game and I have a very specific question for this because there's a lot of controversy behind this. Uh, the next game is probably my first and there's reason I, I picked this game it was my first real real Metroidvania game I played. A lot of nostalgia attached to this, but it was uh, Castlevania: Circle of the Moon for the Game Boy Advance. So um. And in this game, this, this game wasn't actually um, the the typical guy who created and produced this game, uh, Koji Igarashi. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of say-so in this game, and he, he, he kind of bashed it a lot, even though it got some good praise. He was upset about some of the uh, mechanics, upset about the lighting. We'll get into that more. But uh, the main thing he was upset with was the DSS card system. I don't know if you're very familiar with this, uh, Michael, but uh, there's a uh, system in there where you pick up cards, and it gives you powers so my my question to the listener is did you think the ds the dss card system was good for this castlevania or do you think it was bad for this castlevania game and explain why because uh, koji actually said this hurt the game he said it wasn't part of castlevania's lore and it's uh he said it didn't fit the game so i'm just curious because i have a very strong opinion on, on the system myself and i'm i've It's one of those things I could talk about for a Mm -hmm. while. So I'm kind of curious of what the listeners thought. So we'll we'll pose that question again on the Facebook page. But uh, mainly the question is, what did you think of the DSS card system? Did you like it? If not, if so, if not, tell us why. So there you go. Very specific.
0: Good question. (laughs) For Nick's pick. I just wanted to, because your name rhymes with pick. I just thought (laughs) Nick's, Nick's pick. Nick's pick. Yeah. So... And we're going to go ahead and call Super Metroid my pick because in hindsight, I was the one gushing about it. (laughs) So after Castlevania, I guess we'll be looking for a listener pick. Yes. But that's way too far in the future. That's like two months away. So for now, we're going to focus on Circle of the Moon. Yes. A game that I've played a little bit of, not a lot, so I'll have to wait and answer that question along with the listeners next week or next month. (laughs) Because I don't, I, I don't, I, I know somewhat what you're talking about with the card system, but I don't know, I don't not do not know all.
1: Yeah, it was the only Castlevania where they had that system, so it was a kind of a big deal. Well,
0: that's starting to wrap us up. up. I'd like to give a sh- couple of shout-outs, if I may. Uh, one is Retro Obscura podcast because Aaron has been promoting the snot out of us on his podcast and on his group, and we appreciate that. And he's also been posting a lot in our group trying to get some buzz going there i think he's he may be as big of a metroidvania fan as we are but he was he's, he's kind of a silent fan and like us who are trying to be very vocal about it but so i want to give them a shout out and also all the other retro junkies we're on the retro junkies network so if you want to Search that out. Just search out Retro... If you type in Retro Junkies or Retro Junkies Network in iTunes, you're probably going to get a ton of podcasts. Most of them are probably part of the network. I apologize if you download one and it's not part of the network and they start cussing and carrying on. But uh,
1: <laughs> I, I,
0: there's too many to list. It, the Retro Junkies Network has grown to something like 30 podcasts strong. Yeah. So there's too many to mention. But... Just go looking up some retro junkies. You'll, you'll enjoy what you hear. There's lots of good retro retroy talk. Yeah, pro- they may boot us after talking about guacamole,
1: but <laughs> That's somehow re- I doubt it. Retro inspired, you know. It's, <laughs> we can. Right. I think we. I think we might have some pool over there. We can. <laughs> we can slide our way into it. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just going to reiterate where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, Metroidvania pod. And you can also find us on Google plus and iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker. And I'll reiterate that if you give us a review, you get entered in to win a copy of Guacamele. We have two copies. So two lucky winners. And if you leave us, I might might I also add that if you leave us a review anywhere besides iTunes, I'll, I'm okay with you leaving us a review somewhere else if you are, Nick, but send us an email and tell us that you left one somewhere else because we don't check that one regularly. Like if you leave one on Stitcher, send us an email, either michael at com or nick at MetrodvaniaMayhem.com. And just let us know. Say, hey, guys, I left you a review over on Stitcher. You might want to go check it out because I know not everybody uses iTunes. So I'm yeah. okay with you leaving us a review wherever you listen to it just let us know so that we can get you entered in for the drawing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think any, any good feedback or feedback anywhere, definitely. This is good in my book. Okay. It's all right, man. All well, right. Is that, is that all you got? That's all I got. I've
0: been checking checking off the outline <laughs> as we go. And the only thing I see left is the outro.
1: Absolutely. And again, just a reminder where you're going to play Castlevania circle of the moon. Um, Definitely play along with us. For any of you Wii U guys out there, uh, you can get it on the eShop for probably around five or six dollars. I don't know that for a fact, but I know most of the Game Boy Advance.
0: I think it's seven nine nine.
1: So no, okay, I knew most of the Game Boy Advance games were released under ten dollars. So uh, go, yeah, go, it's under ten dollars. Go out there and play it with us. Um, you know, I can't give it a rating now, but I have a lot of nostalgia attached to this game, so. It'd be fun to get some of you guys playing along with us. There's other means to play this game too. I will in no way promote those means, but uh, do what you gotta do. (laughs) And uh, just just to kind of let me just
0: say that let me just say that I don't have it on the Game Boy Advance. I used to. I don't have it anymore. (laughs) And I really personally, I really want to get the handheld experience. So that's all I'll say about
1: that. Yep. I, I actually have this on my Game Boy Advance SP. I can't wait to fire it up again. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to do that again. So yeah, play along with us. Let us know what you think, um, and we'll we'll be posting this question out there soon too. So with that, man, I don't have anything else. I think it's a it's a wrap.
0: I think that is a wrap.
1: All right, check off that next part of your outline. We'll catch you Hang later.
0: I did, I did not add it's a wrap to the outline. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that for next. I'll do that for next time.
1: I just oh, improv. <laughs> I like the outline. I'm, I'm a I'm an organized guy, and I think Michael takes it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, like
0: uh, you got to, man. Hey, <laughs> I tell you, I go, I go to school, and I work a full-time job. I have a life, and a life outside of podcasting. And so, I, and I also like to put the podcast in the mix with, with uh, two different shows, so organization is just it's the name of the game for me. So, yeah
1: time management buddy i understand <laughs> yeah all right well, if you don't have anything else i don't have anything else nope all right we'll, we'll catch you guys later
0: see ya